Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, I bring you the word of God. Amen. And uh, in lieu of the times in which we are in, we are just about a week to our um, elections. Amen. And it's a wonderful time. Amen. Why do I say it's a wonderful time? You see, because in life, we have, you know, the grace of God that enables us to, to develop and to grow. And as a nation, you know, from, as a nation, we have come to a place of democracy, which is amazing because there are some nations, there's no democracy. For 38, 40 years, they have one, you know, government in place, and whether it's good or bad, they are there. And, but God has blessed us. Amen. Ghana is a peaceful country. Amen. We have the ability to go to elections peacefully. Amen. However, you know, whenever it's election time, you hear people say all kinds of things, the, the warmongers, the rumor mongering, and all kinds of things that come up. And I just felt in my spirit today that we all need to come to a place of peace. Amen. A place of peace where we ordain peace by our actions and our behaviors. And where we also receive peace within our spirit by the spirit of God, knowing that it shall be well with us as a nation, it shall be well with us as a people. And even in your own house, in your own life, we need the peace of God in order to be stable and in order to move forward in life. So this morning, I'm ministering to you a word I've titled, Peace Be Unto You. Reading from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20, I'll read from the verse 19 to 31. Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Then after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the door being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said he to Thomas, Reach, your reach here your finger and behold in my hands. And then reach your hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Then Thomas said and, and said to, answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they who have not seen, but yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, 
the Son of God, and that believing you may have life through his name. Amen. Three times in this scripture, Jesus says unto his disciples, peace be unto you. The Bible says the disciples were assembled together, the doors being shut behind them because they were in fear at this time. Jesus had been crucified and they were in fear that they would also be persecuted. And so they shut themselves in and locked the door. You know, there's a, a way that um, you know, fear can affect you. Clearly, they, they, they had lost their peace in life. A few maybe days or weeks before, they were a happy bunch going around with the master, but suddenly there was a change, and they were fearful. And, you know, fear has the ability of robbing you of your peace. Wherever there's fear, there is no peace. But Jesus appeared to them in the place of their fear, declaring peace upon them. He showed them his hands, he showed them his size, his wounds, everything that was an evidence that it was him, the one who had been crucified. And he said, peace be unto you. In other words, say unto them, it doesn't matter what you see. And I say this to you today. It doesn't matter what you see in life. It doesn't matter what you feel in life. It doesn't matter what you go through in life. No matter how terrible maybe a situation may be. Yesterday, I think in the evening, I got a call from Reverend Thompson Okilo. Reverend Okilo, he just lost his father. He received a call from Nigeria. After service, please, love on him. And his wife's is a destiny. But he just got a call. He, his father just passed away. You can imagine immediately he would lose his peace. He would lose his joy. But I come to tell you this morning, church, maybe you might also be in a similar situation or there's something in your life that doesn't afford you peace. But Jesus said, peace be unto you. See the nail prints in my hand. See the wound in my side. That spells pain and trouble. But despite pain, despite trouble, despite affliction, God says unto you, church, peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Somebody receive peace this morning. And the Bible says he breathed on them and releasing upon them the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. And he was releasing upon them authority and power. He said he gave authority and power to even forgive sins and to retain sins. Then eight days later, he appeared to them again. And I believe it was for the sake of unbelieving Thomas. Because when he came at first, Thomas wasn't there. And when they said, we have seen the Lord, he came to us. He said, unless I see him with my filly, filly eyes, put my hands in the nail print in his hand, thrust my hand in the wound at his side. Can you imagine? I will not believe. But Jesus came again to, to really, I believe, change Thomas' thinking. And this time, Thomas the doubter was with them. And again, he said to them, peace be unto you. Saying to Thomas also, Take your finger, put it in my side, and don't be faithless, but be believing. Amen. There's a place where faith will overcome our fear. And where there's fear, there's no faith. I keep on telling you. And where there's fear, faith cannot also operate. It goes like that. If there was anything the disciples needed at that time, was the assurance that it would be well with them. They needed that assurance. Even as we today, as a church, as a father, a mother, a daughter, I mean, every one of us needs this assurance in our spirit that it shall be well with us. Because we don't know tomorrow. 
And that is why people are busy all the time trying to find out about tomorrow, going to soothsayers and all kinds of things to find out tomorrow because we live in fear of tomorrow, especially when you see things happening around you. And in this year, this um, year 2020, this coronavirus affecting this person, this person dying, that person died. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a year where you've had so many people you know die. And knowing that it's coming from a disease, there's a little bug that you can't see, it puts fear in everyone. And so we all need that assurance within our spirit that it will be well with us. And I come to speak to you by the spirit of God this morning, that it shall be well with you. Bible says, say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. That be not troubled, it shall be well with you. Amen. And this peace I'm talking about is not a peace that comes when there's, no, when, when there's no trouble. That is easy. When you don't have any trouble or any issue, well, you, you're at rest. But the peace that God gives to us, the peace of Christ, is a peace in spite of the storm. Peace in spite of the trouble. And that peace gives us the strength to overcome every challenge at hand. Have you ever realized that when you begin to, you know, panic about anything or you're afraid, you become jittery. You can't even do what you're supposed to do. For example, even, I mean, the common things. If you are late, you're going to a function and you're late. It is then that you begin to make mistakes. It is then that as you're ironing your dress, you burn it. But then I say you wouldn't. And it's then that you can't close your button and you are, you are in a hurry because you are panicking, you are in a state. You can't take right thoughts. You can't make right judgments because of lack of peace. Amen. And God's peace is that which comes over our hearts and our minds in spite of challenges. So you may be sitting in the midst of a burning fiery furnace, not even sitting, dancing. Amen. In the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, they were in the middle of a fiery burning oven, specially heated, seven times hotter, to deal with them for their insolence and stubbornness. But they were dancing in the fire. How do you dance in the fire except that the fourth man is in the fire with you? Oh, hallelujah. And I come to tell you that the fourth man is with you. Amen. In whatever, wherever, he is with you, very, very present. You know, the world's definition of peace is this. And I want to read it to you because I didn't write this. It says, a state of mutual harmony between people or groups, especially in personal relations. Try to live in peace with your neighbor's cessation of, of, of freedom from any strife or dissension. <laughs> freedom of the mind from annoyance, distraction, anxiety, and obsession, tranquility, and serenity. <laughs> I, do you hear what I just read? Trying to live at peace with your neighbors. Cessation of freedom from any strife or dissension. How real does that get? I mean, your neighbor just threw his or her rubbish over the wall into your house. It happens. To try to live at peace with people and be at peace. And he says that a mind free of annoyance. Even when you are driving to church this morning, somebody annoyed you on the road. If it was you, please lift up your hands confess. Distraction, anxiety, all these things, or the absence of all these things, the world says is peace. But then, this state of being is very difficult to achieve. We must all confess that. 
it's very difficult to achieve it. Either with other people, with situations, or within your own self. Sometimes within your own self, you sit down and all kinds of thoughts begin to, you know, run through your mind, try to take over your mind. And before you know it, you were sitting, you know, peacefully. Then suddenly you are agitated, either you are angry, or suddenly you sink low, you are depressed, and you become bothered without moving from your room. You didn't receive a call, but just within yourself, your, your soul, your thoughts can create you know, a sense of lack of peace. Amen. So we are living in a world full of different people. We are so different. Even twins are different with different mindsets, different attitudes from different backgrounds, you know, and nobody thinks like how you think. Or you find very few people who can actually think the way you think. And every one of us thinks that how we think is the best way. I mean, I may be very wrong, but I think I'm very right all the time. You may also be very wrong, but you also think you're very right all the time. If, if I'm telling the truth, just clap your hands more. Uh-huh. So I know that it's not like I, I'm, I'm lying. We think we are right all the time. But it's our thoughts, our actions are different because your thoughts give birth to actions. So your thoughts are different from my thoughts. How I perceive something is different from how you perceive it. What I want is different from what you want. But here we are. We live together as a community whether in your workplace, in your home, in the church, wherever you are, you are not living in isolation. And you are living with different people. If a hundred people in your office, hundred different minds, a hundred of them. How can you live peaceably when people are so different and they won't keep their difference to themselves? They want to encroach on you with their ideas. Oh, you must like this. Oh, why, why don't you like fufu? Ah, fufu is the best food. Why don't you? So I just don't like fufu. This can be a subject of contention in the canteen at work. Someone can just jump on you. Ah, now they be no debut too. Send them a pay. Ah, if fufu they dead or whatever, and they can get on your nerve. Ah, they jam me how before you know it, a riot starts. That is in the office. Can how much more in your home? Will you, your wife, your children, your husband? Hey, there becomes a different ball game altogether, and. Sometimes even the very elements of the weather itself creates a sense of lack of peace. does not afford us peace. Situations are different. But in spite of the different things, the different situations, the different things we are going through personally or as a family or communally or as a nation or as a church, God calls us unto peace, a peace within yourself. Because if you don't have peace within yourself, you can't have peace with others. When you are angry, you are bitter. You don't have peace within yourself. You will snap at everybody that comes your way. Even your dog will have a problem. Because you are not at peace within. You are disturbed. You are angry. You are fearful. Maybe tormented. Amen. And so it moves from you to others. And then it becomes a whole different thing. Life is full of troubles. We can never get away from that. Anybody who thinks that their lives should be free from all trouble, life is full of trouble. Job 5, 
6 to 8 says that all the affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground. Yet man is born unto trouble, as surely as sparks, as sparks of fire fly upwards. Those of you know how to use coal pot, you know what I mean. Yeah. The gas people will know this. But I will seek unto God, and unto God will I commit my course. Amen. If you read on, and I'm not reading on, say, who does wonderful things, great things beyond our imagination, great things without number. Amen. Say, man is born unto trouble. We are born unto trouble. Diseases, wars, floods, earthquakes, storms, viruses, coronavirus, and his cousins, hunger, bad marital relationship, financial issues, children, issues. Hatred among people. I mean, persecutions. There's no peace in the world. Even when we say that we have a peace council and peace conventions and peace, uh, um, this, uh, OA, this and OA, that organization of this, are having peace, 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 peace. There's still no peace. Why? Because peace doesn't come from outside. Peace comes from God. It's God who gives us peace. The world system can never give us peace. Money can't buy you peace. No human or earthly institution can guarantee your peace. Amen. True peace is not the absence of trouble. Say, if I didn't have any trouble, I'll have peace. No. True peace is not the absence of trouble. True peace is the presence of God. Amen. True peace is the presence of God. Amen. Which brings a calm assurance. Amen. Even in the midst of the storm. We always have one issue or the other in different degrees, some manageable, some not so manageable, amen. But true peace is in spite of all that, having that freedom in your spirit, freedom from fear and anxiety, even in the place of whatever issue it is, because there's a greater power at work within you and for you. Do I have a, a church in this house this morning? Or oh, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. There's a great conflict between fear and faith. Jesus one day said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. They were in a boat. And the Bible says that when they took off, there was a storm of you know, hurricane proportions, as the Bible says. And the water was coming into the boat. And Jesus was asleep at the helm or somewhere, on a pillow, fast asleep. Do you think he didn't know there was a storm? He knew there was a storm. But he is a prince of peace. So he knows that this storm is not taking, not going away. And you must also understand in your life that whatever situation you are going through, it's not going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. You must understand that. But if you don't understand that and you will jump on everything in your life and be discouraged and be disturbed and be afraid, you cannot survive. You will not survive. But we are survivors. Tell yourself, I'm a survivor. So they went to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that we perish? And Jesus got up and he rebuked the storm and the sea, saying, peace, be still. And even the sea and the wind obeyed him. Amen. And then he said to them, why were you so afraid? And where is your faith? So where is your faith? And why were you so afraid? Meaning that if they had had a little bit of faith, they wouldn't have been afraid. That's why I said there's a conflict between Fear and faith. Where there's fear, 
no faith, where there's faith, no fear. Amen. The greater your faith, the less your fear. The greater your fear, the less your faith. Amen. Jesus said, where is your faith? Why were you afraid? We must move past fears. Amen. In order and move into faith in order to come to the place of that peace that comes from God. Jesus said that peace I give to you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Amen. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be afraid. He said, I give you peace, not the kind of peace that the world gives. That one is transient. It comes and it goes. But abiding peace, eternal peace, and that peace, that peace overcomes all things, comes from the Lord. The my peace I give you. He's called the Prince of Peace. Amen. And so in this time, as we approach our, or we get close to our election, Jesus is still saying, peace I give you. My peace I give to you. Not as this world gives. But I give you peace. And so everyone must have peace within your spirit. Amen. Peace in your heart. Peace in your mind. And then we live peaceably with one another. And then we have peace all around us. Hallelujah. His name is a prince of peace. Jesus came to bring peace to mankind. To bring reconciliation between God and man. Amen. And that reconciliation is that which brings us the peace of God. Because we are no longer at enmity with God. God is not angry with us. God doesn't see you as a sinner. God sees you as righteous. And because of that, his favor is towards you. His love is towards you. Amen. He, he, he has become your father. He has become your helper. Amen. The prince of peace came to bring us peace. God is a God of peace. Amen. At the same time, he's a God of righteousness and justice. Amen. Because if you go to the Old Testament, realize whenever the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, God would deliver them to the hands of their enemies and they wouldn't have peace. But God would always, because of his mercy, amen, his mercy, turn around again and bring them deliverance and peace. Hallelujah. There's peace for you as a person. And so this morning, as this word of God comes, I'm praying. And this is my, my projection into your spirit. Peace into your spirit. That no matter the storm in your life, no matter the things that's not giving you a calmness, this morning may they all subside as the Prince of Peace takes over. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace will definitely take over. Amen. People are afraid today. People live in fear. Oh, am I going to die? And this coronavirus coming near me, you go out, you come out, you go in, you come out, or you come out, and you go in, and you are panicking. Maybe a little cough and say, hey, I've got corona. How many of you have been through this season? You have diagnosed and misdiagnosed yourself ten times. Hallelujah. But then he's our shalom. Amen. Our, our, our peace. And you know, the, the, the name shalom means harmony. It means reconciliation in, in a relationship based on a completed transaction. The payment of a debt. And Jesus paid the price for our sin. The Bible said the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. We were supposed to be chastised, not have peace. But that chastisement, that punishment that was supposed to come upon us so that we would not have peace in life was laid upon him. He took it. 
so that you and I might have peace. In the same way that he is your sin bearer, he took our sins, he took the chastisement for our peace. Anything that would not allow us to have peace, he took it. In the same place where he took your sin, he took anything that will trouble you to the place of not having peace. He took all your infirmity so that you may be healed. He took the curse that you may be blessed. He took your poverty that through his, his riches might be given in exchange to you. That is why we call him an amazing God. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Amen. Peace that comes after a transaction is completed. The, the, the transaction for you to have peace in life has been completed. 2,000 years or over 2,000 years ago on Calvary, it's, it was completed. That transaction was completed. So all we have to do is to receive that peace. Have faith and receive that peace. You can choose to not accept the peace or you can choose to receive the peace. It's freely given. It's yours. But something can be yours, but you can choose not to take it. But this one, I believe we need. Amen. We need the peace of God. Amen. That, that strong calmness. Amen. And that brings, you know, contentment and satisfaction in life. We need it. Many people are not satisfied with life. Many are not content. You get this, you want that. And because of that, you don't have peace. Sometimes wanting maybe even a microphone. I don't want to annoy the ladies. I'm going to say handbag, but I don't want to annoy any lady this morning. I want them all to be in a good mood. But wanting a microphone and not getting one. Not that you don't have one. You have an old one. But you must get that microphone. These media people, they're all always on me like that. Certain specs, they want it and they are on you. Sometimes just wanting something you may have already or maybe not even have, but you can live without, can throw you into a, a, a state of discontentment. You are not satisfied in life. And so you do not rejoice in life because you have no peace. Jehovah God has a desire to give us peace. His name is Jehovah Shalom. Amen. He says he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of good and not evil. To give you hope and a future and to bring you to an expected end. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord will give us peace. Somebody put your hands together. Amen. Psalm 29 verse 11 says, The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. Amen. He said, the Lord will bless his people with peace. Peace is part of the covenant blessing. If you say you are blessed of the Lord, it comes with peace. The blessing of God comes with peace. You say, oh, God has blessed me. It comes with peace. Amen. It comes with his presence. And where the presence of the Lord is, Bible says there is what? Liberty. And there is peace. Amen. Where wickedness abounds, there is no peace. But when we are in the presence of the Lord, or when the presence of the Lord is with us, then we will have peace of heart and peace of mind. Jesus said that in him, in me, you will have peace. In me, you will have peace. Not in the world, not with anything, but he said, in me, you will have peace. Amen. So it's time for us, beloved, to draw closer to him. 
to draw closer to the Prince of Peace, to make him the focus, the primary focus of life. Because when he becomes your primary focus and you are in him and he is in you and you are in communion and communication with him, listen, your peace shall be great. I'm not talking about no problems. No, you will have the challenges, but it will not destroy you. It will not face you. Amen. Because you know the peace of God that transcends all human understanding. The measure of peace that we have in life is dependent of the measure of his presence and his spirit with us. And the measure of our faith in him. If you only you believe, if only you trust him, you will have peace. This morning, beloved, God calls us unto peace as people, as family members, as parents, as spouses, uh, husbands and wives, you know, as a church and as a nation. And as we become more spiritual minded than carnal minded, we will have peace. See, because the fruit of the spirit brings peace. Bible says there's no law. And I like to, when I read, I like to add police be show. When you are, you know, you bear the fruit of the spirit, love, peace, joy, meekness, temperance. Oh, who will arrest you for, 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 for being loving and nice? I mean, I mean loving, not rape, loving. Uh-huh, that's a different thing. But I love you, so hey, no. But who, who will arrest you from, from being loving, from being kind, from, from being patient? The people who go behind bars are the impatient people. People who are full of hatred, malice, strife, sedition, backbiting, frontbiting, sidebiting, and all that. They are the people who go to the police. But when we are bearing the fruit of the spirit, temperance, self-control, love, kindness. Oh, listen, there's, there's nothing more than this. And that peace, that peace that comes from the spirit of God will indwell us the more we allow the spirit of God to fill us, put our minds, set our minds on him rather than on other things, other things that will bring us dissatisfaction, fear, and terror. So when you know Jesus, as in K-N-O-W, you have peace. When you do not know Jesus, then there'll be no peace. Somebody said, no Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no peace. Amen. But when we have this relationship with God through his son, and we strengthen it daily, 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 the storm will come, but you will not be afraid. You still have peace. You will find it in your heart to live peaceably with everyone around you. He becomes your shalom. And you become a man, a woman, a girl, a boy, who carries peace, which we need so much at this time as we enter into um, election 2020. Everyone of us must take that attitude of peace, have peace in your heart, and let God take over your heart and your mind rather than, you know, come to the place of strife and anger and just general wildness. So unnecessary. We need peace. God has given us peace. May we receive that peace. And may we go stronger and deeper into our fellowship with the Lord so that our peace in life will be great. No longer will you feel harassed, tormented, 
distracted, tired. Sometimes you can, you can even become sick because of lack of peace. But God calls us to peace and gives us peace. And so this morning, may the peace of God come upon your hearts. This morning, receive the peace of God in your life. Receive the peace of God in your mind. Receive the peace of God in your, in your soul. Receive that peace in your spirit. Receive the calmness, that sweet assurance of the presence of God with which or in which there's, there's nothing to fear. Amen. That, that assurance of his love and his presence, knowing that it shall be well with you, knowing that he will perfect all that concerns you, no matter what. Hallelujah. This morning, I pray God's peace over you, God's peace over your family, God's peace over this church, God's peace over our nation, Ghana. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You want to rise up on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Just lift up your two hands onto the Lord. He is my peace when trouble blows. Jehovah's peace.
over your lives this morning that may all that has pressed you down cause you to be afraid, panic cause you to be anxious that which has brought strife and confusion anxiety into your heart and your mind into your life this morning may the spirit of God enter in Take over. Calm every storm in your life. Cause every strife to cease. Deliver your lives from the intimidation that comes from the pit of hell. Deliver you from the strife of the tongues of men. May the peace of God take over your heart and your mind. May the peace of God take over your home. Take over your marriage. Take over your family. May the peace of God come upon your lives. May the peace of God come upon us as a church. May the peace of God come like a blanket over our nation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jehovah Shalom. 
trust is in you. And we say thank you. The Lord, you've promised never to leave us, nor forsake us. The Lord, you are with us always. Jesus said you shall be with us always, even to the end of time. We trust your word. And this morning, Father, we receive your peace. Lord, I ask that let joy and gladness come upon hearts and minds who have heard this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.